Hello, hello, hello. I'm Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL, former college and NFL scout, was at ESPN for 10 years. Um, get on the ground floor of the Locked On Network, which is booming. I urge you to check out all the Locked On NBA stuff, if you're into that, as well as all the Locked On team sites for more details on your specific favorite teams or upcoming opponent, or if you just want to learn more about whatever team's out there. Uh, it's great, great stuff. Let's recap the weekend. A lot of things going on here, obviously, uh, particularly in my hometown of Pittsburgh. It was a wacky game. We'll get to that later. Let's start with Saturday. The Lions 20, the Bears 10. Lions still very much in the hunt. They are, what, at 8-6 and six now. Um, I picked the Bears to, play, to keep this game really close, and they didn't. They got a late touchdown. I thought Trubisky really struggled despite throwing over 300 yards. I didn't think he played really well in this game against a not-so-great defense. I thought the Bears would run consistently on a bad Lions run defense, keep this game close, be able to play their their style of play. This game was 23, you know, 22-3 at one point, and Detroit jumped up on them. You know, at the half, it was 13-3, and the Bears aren't equipped to win those games, frankly. And the Lions are still hanging around. I thought they would have fallen off the playoffs, you know, uh, talk by now, but not at all. And next one, Chiefs really kicked the crap out of the Chargers. Kareem Hunt looks great. I wrote an article recently for Fansided yesterday saying, you know, Hunt isn't who he was at the beginning of the year. Those long runs were not sustainable, but he isn't who he was during his, quote, drought I thought he still looked great. There was just nowhere to go, and teams were really starting to focus on him. But he is who he's been these last two games. And we know an Alex Smith-led team needs to have a presence in the run game. They're being a little more basic with their run plays, and Hunt has been fantastic. Chargers came back to earth, though. Turnovers. Rivers forced some balls he shouldn't. Had some bad luck. Um, huge loss for the Chargers. I mean, the Chiefs are clearly in the driver's seat now in the West. They're probably going to end up as the four seed. Chargers aren't dead, but they're going to, it's an uphill climb they're, they're gonna, to get to the nine wins. They're going to need some luck. This is a gigantic loss. Um, what else to really say about that? I mean, it's, I, I still think the Chargers are better than what they showed in this game. It's an unfortunate turn of events to get handled like this and probably get knocked out of the playoffs. But I still think they're a pretty good team. It's had a pretty good year, excluding that first week of their first month of the season. And if they get in the playoffs, I still think they can be dangerous, but they didn't play their best at the wrong time. That's absolutely for sure. Dolphins after coming over uh, off a big win, obviously over the, the Patriots go to Buffalo, much different beast. Didn't look so great in doing so. Got down quickly, which is obviously what you do not want to do against the Bills. I mean, at, at one point, it, or going into the half, I mean, it was 21-6, and it's over. And McCoy is just going to beat up on you, and um, the Bills have to play a certain way, of course. Kind of like I talked about with the Bears, that if they, they get from behind and they start to start scrambling... They're doomed. But Tyrod Taylor played well. He certainly outplayed Cutler through three interceptions. You're not going to go to Buffalo and in a mistake-prone 
way of playing have much success no matter who you are. Again, the Bills need to play a certain way. They're 9-6, and six, though, and very much in the hunt, which I still am just shocked of. Of all the playoff teams that are still alive or have a decent chance of going, I, I, I still think Buffalo is the worst of them, but they keep finding ways to win. I think they're well-coached, and they have a formula, and they know who they are. Um, with a good offseason, I think my, my thoughts on the Bills will change dramatically this year. Ravens handled the Browns, who remain winless. Flacco's playing better of late. Uh, Macklin got hurt in this one. That's substantial. The Browns bottled up the run game, but Flacco threw for 288 yards. Uh, The Browns were very up and down, as you can imagine. Kaiser was up and down, as you can imagine. Gordon didn't blow up or needed a Coleman, really. The points were hard to come by. Uh, Ravens kind of broke free here as the game went on. We're clearly the better team. I guess sort of in a very expected manner. Should it be expected that the Bengals are now just getting walloped by everyone? I mean, I heard a stat today that since the second, since halftime of their Steeler loss, which was a tight game, that you know, it was a crucial loss, they've been outscored like 80 to 10. I mean, they're just getting blown out, and Lewis is going to be done, um, which I think is for, for the best. I think he's had a decent run there, not great, obviously, 15 years, no playoff wins, but uh, overcame a lot of things. But this team is a disaster right now, and that's not taking anything away from the Vikings. Vikings are 10-3, and three, or 11-3. and three. Bengals are 5-9. and nine. Uh, We do power ranks tomorrow. I can make the case that Minnesota's won. I'm not sure, I haven't given it a lot of thought, but you know McKinnon was a big factor in the passing game. Keenum's still playing very well. The defense is suffocating. The Vikes are really hard to play against, and they just beat the snot out of the Bengals. Now, I, the biggest line of the week was the Saints over the Jets with Petty. And yes, they end up winning by 12 points, 31-19. And they're 10-4, and four and they're sitting in a good spot at New Orleans. But that was not an easy game for them. I mean, <laughs> this was a challenge from the start. And Ingram was strong. Breeze was strong. Big Michael Thomas game. But give Todd Bowles credit with this Jets team, man. They're hard to play against. And I didn't think Petty was terrible. Um, I do have some concerns about the Saints' D, but... This was not a blowout, and the Saints did not control this game from from start to finish. Not that I'm concerned with the Saints. I mean, defense worries me a little when you compare them to the other NFC playoff caliber type teams. But there's a lot of people talking about them being the favorite now in the NFC. I mean, a lot of it because they're the they get the big name quarterback, the Ben there done it factor. You know, where Philly and Minnesota doesn't. Um, but, I mean, this this was not an easy win for the Saints. I mean, the Jets are now 5-9. and nine. Uh, They're not going anywhere. But I think they can hold their heads high this year, that they played well. Um, I didn't see this coming either. The Giants played the Eagles very, very tight. And if I told you that, you'd say, oh, Nick Foles probably threw a bunch of picks and was terrible. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. I just thought the Giants played really well. I thought this is the best Manning's played in a while. Sterling Shepard was... Maybe the best player on the field in this game. I mean, he was a utter force. Um, Eagles got somewhat of a running game going, not much. 
you know, not to take anything away from the Giants, like I said, I mean, Shepard and Manning, these guys, Engram played well, but this was probably the worst I've seen the Eagles defense play this year, which I think is one of the better defenses in the league. I think that'll get corrected and look back and say giving up 29 to the Giants was probably fluky, but it better be for the Giants to do anything because they can't win on Wentz's arm anymore, obviously. I mean, this is going to have to be a, a really solid front seven-led team. And the Eagles secondary, particularly the corner, was disturbing here. You know, King also had some big plays, too. I mean, he's a, a fast guy, can get, get, get behind people. Um, so, it's, it's noteworthy. I mean, the Giants certainly are not playing Bengals like football and just rolling over with their coach on the, you know, already gone. Washington Cardinals was a close one. Washington ends up winning 20-15. to 15. Uh, Both teams are 6-8 and eight and aren't really going anywhere. This was pretty close the whole way through. Hard-fought game. Um, I don't have a ton to take away from this one. I mean, of all the games as they were going on, I feel like I know the least about this one. Um... So, uh, what little nugget do I have for you on this one? I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board and go on my way tomorrow to give you a Cardinal Redskin nugget or two or takeaway or observation when we do power ranks. I'll spend a little extra time on both those teams. Um, offensive line issues for both, though. Pretty de- decent defenses. Decent pass rush for sure. Um, a lot of injuries. Seasons have kind of been derailed, but they're not easy to play against. So that's kind of where those two teams are at right now. This was a marquee matchup. Panthers win 31-24, Aaron Rodgers' return. And that's a great story. Uh, He threw three picks, though. And if you notice on those picks, it wasn't like he was a bad player. I mean, he threw 45 passes, too, by the way. Um, He underthrew people on those three interceptions, which makes you think, he thought he could get it there, but maybe I can't quite now with the status of my shoulders and my clavicle. That was just my hunch, you know, that maybe he has to recalibrate a little bit in a way. Um, I thought the story here was, first, Olsen is really looking good in his back. He had 116 yards. Uh, that's gigantic with Benjamin not there, no Samuel right now, that they could use another receiving type. Funchess is the one, but Olsen being there really gives me hope that the Panthers are going to be hard to play against going forward and winning a pretty darn tough team. But to me, it was McCaffrey that, boy, he is a nightmare in the passing game. And you can line him up everywhere, and he's never overwhelmed, and he's very mentally strong and sharp to be able to do all these different things asked of him at a high level. And Boy, is he a weapon in the passing game, no matter how you use him. You can use him flat out as a wide out or flat out as a slot receiver. He's still really good at that, let alone as, you know, running back out of the backfield against linebackers and things like that. Cam's been running very effectively as well. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, the, I'm not sure we've talked enough about this, but the Panthers' defense is a lot different this year. I mean, they, they blitz a lot. They come after you. They are not a sit-back-and-play zone boring type team. They play a lot of zone still, but they are an aggressive front. And I, I like how they're playing on both sides of the ball. I do not like how the Texans are playing on any phase or any side of the ball. They got walloped without Leonard Fournette, 45-7. to And guys like Keelan Cole, he had 186 yards in this game. I mean, I knew he had a lot, but holy cow. 
and Dee Dee Westbrook. And some of these guys are emerging. And I think you can say the same for Blake Bortles. I think the Texans are a bad team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but they won 45-7. Uh, the defense is awesome. The Jags are playing very, very well. It looks most likely that they'll be the three seed, host a game, and then probably go to Pittsburgh. But I think they could... I think they could go to the Super Bowl. I mean, do I trust Bortles in the playoffs? Probably not, but um, their defense is nasty. The Jags are coming into their own and have a very good feel for what they are as a team, what they need to do to win. Houston's just undermanned. I mean, like, their corners are a problem. Um, All of a sudden, the defense looks banged up. The protection is terrible. They don't run the ball very well. Texans are rough. This one, another blowout. Rams 42, Seahawks 7, and just jumped all over. 34 to nothing at the half. In Seattle. Girly. Yeah, so much girly. And he was a utterly dominant MVP-type player in this game. Seahawks defense kind of looks old and beat up. And penalties, and Aaron Donald, and keeping Wilson under wraps and not letting him create and have big plays and more Aaron Donald. Holy smokes. He was awesome again in this one. Uh, I think Gurley is now squarely in the MVP conversation with, with Brady. I think Donald should be the defensive MVP. And I think McDermott's probably the coach of the year going away. I mean, it's time to worry about Seattle. You know, that they... The defense isn't dominant anymore, and there's injuries that has something to do with it. Don't get me wrong. They obviously didn't play well. I mean, if they played 10 times, it wouldn't be 42-7 every time, that's for sure. But uh, they might need to take, go back to the drawing board this offseason and, and kind of reevaluate where they are. And everyone wants to blame the line, but it's not entirely that either. I mean, there's no running game. There's little to hang your hat on as a structured offense. And some of that's the beauty in the awfulness or the scariness of Russell Wilson. There's nothing awful about Wilson. But this has been a rough year. It might be a team a little bit more in transition than we realize. Mentioned before, Patriots 27, Steelers 24. Very evenly matched game, in my opinion, that came down to a couple crazy plays at the end. Um, Follow me on my other Steelers stuff. I don't want to just harp on all these things. Um, if you really want to get my opinion on all the above, check out my Twitter feed at Williamson NFL. And I broke, you know, we've broken this game down like crazy all day long. I thought it was a really good game, and I thought it was a very even game. I thought both quarterbacks played really well. Um, ben had a huge error at the end, obviously that I think I placed almost entirely on him. Two big sticking points for me, and I do think these teams will probably meet again. Is the Steelers have no answer whatsoever. They went to a lot more man coverage, which worked for the most part except for Gronk. And I think we talked about this on Friday, that uh, play a man-to-man against Gronk, no matter who you are in the league, you're at a disadvantage. If you're Luke Keekley, if you're Eric Berry, I mean, none of those guys match up well to Gronk. There isn't a defensive player in the league that matches up well to Gronk. And Sean Davis certainly didn't. And Gronk owned him. They went to him over and over. Steelers really didn't adjust. And that's, that's a, there was two things I thought that the, the other team didn't have an answer for, and that was Gronk. 
And then when the Steelers had the ball, it was Le'Veon Bell as a receiver, as a runner. And I don't know if those things will change a month or so from now if they play again. You know, that I still think Gronk will eat this team up. And I think you still got to stick with man. I think Bell will eat their linebackers up. And they ran well. Both quarterbacks played well. Steelers made the big mistake when it mattered most. But I feel like these teams are very even. I'm pretty sure that there'll be one and two in my power ranks tomorrow. Although Minnesota's pretty good. Eh, so we'll have to give that some thought. But um, I think both these guys are serious Super Bowl contenders. And a lot to take away from it. Titans. I've been telling you for a while. I, here's what I told you to the time. I've been telling you for a while the Titans are a disaster. I've been telling you for a while that Jimmy Garoppolo is a total stud. Um, both those things very much came to fruition. The Niners are not scoring touchdowns. They're scoring a bazillion million field goals. You hope you have, have their kicker in your fantasy league or whatever. Titans just really don't have an identity. They don't run the ball well enough. The weapons aren't helping out Mariota. He looks like a not all that comfortable player for where he should be in this offense. Uh, the, the Niners are getting a lot out of Marquise Goodwin, but it's really Garoppolo. I mean, they're on a three-game winning streak. And they're playing really, really well. Um, I'm in the midst. Titans, to me, don't belong in the playoffs. They still have a shot, obviously, at 8-6. and six, But they have two tough games. I think they have the Rams. We'll, we'll talk about tomorrow. But um, the Sunday nighter was another crazy one. I thought the Cowboys would handle the Raiders more than they did, but they got away with a 20-17 to 17 win. Were aided by one of the strangest things I've ever seen when they pulled out the paper out of the dude's pocket or whatever to see if within a sliver of the paper, if the nose of the football was a first down or not. Um, it was like watching Stone Ages. And I've told you guys many times, the worst rule in the league is when you fumble out of the end zone, you lose possession of the ball. Like, what the, what did the defense do to gain possession of the ball? Why did they earn possession of the ball? They don't, but they got it anyways, and that's how the game ended. But I am writing an article now that I'm about to do when I'm finished here is... <sighs> Dallas versus the rest of the NFC. You know, they're they're very streaky. They're on a three-game winning streak now. Zeke is coming back. That's obviously something big to discuss. Defense is starting to play pretty well. Sean Lee is healthy. David Irving didn't even play in this one. Their young secondary got a lot of attention by the media last night. The, the announcers, I think rightfully so, it's starting to round into shape. Um, Raiders have been sort of a disastrous season, and... I love the way Lynch is playing, but the, the running game and passing game don't complement each other well. The defense is really lacking talent. Mack did some good things, but they need more, that's for sure. Um, their season's over. Dallas is still alive, and I'm really warming up to them. I think Dallas could be really dangerous the rest of the way. So that's a wrap. You know, just a thumbnail of all these, these games. We'll do the same thing team by team tomorrow. Counting them down 32 to 1. And be sure to get more details by checking out your favorite Locked On team with their podcast. So, there you go. See ya.